like the class like one of the jokes from my comedy is like the classic was when I was telling my parents that I was telling my mom that I wanted to be com- a comedian. So I told her I wanted to be a comedian when I was 14. And she said, oh, maybe it's better if you just die. (laughs) Guys, what's up? I'm going on tour. Go to jasonnashtour.com all summer long. 18 shows I have planned. June 4th, Ontario, California. June 18th, Irvine, California. June 25th, San Jose, California. July 2nd, Oxnard. July 7th, Boston. July 9th, Philly, Tampa, Orlando, Austin, Phoenix, Columbus, Toledo, Levittown, Buffalo, Brea, back in California, Nashville, Louisville, Hartford, Liberty Township, Ohio, Albany. Those are the shows that I'm doing this summer. Maybe we'll be adding more. Trying to find one in Chicago. Come see me live, uh, especially California. I'm doing those shows early in June. So anybody in Southern California, come see me. Also San Jose. Go get your tickets at jasonnashtour.com. Guys, what's up? Welcome to the All Good Things podcast we're here with a legend today a legend in comedy i can't believe the guests we get here i can't believe you're here i'm so excited i'm so honored i'm honored thank you margaret cho here in the building she has a new tour called live and livid yes correct she's going to uh boston she's going to austin she's going to portland she's going to she just went to boston uh irvine oxnard you can see her on tour this summer an honor to have you here. Also, Margaret, today we have our uh, our new co. We're trying out a new co-host today, mm. Jonah Nick. I need a job. I, I like it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Mar- Margaret, what have you been up to? You're you're touring. I'm touring. Are you acting a lot? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I see you're, you're in a ton of stuff. Yeah, I like acting. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. We I saw you on one of my favorites is around Thirty Rock. Oh yeah, that incredible. was really cool. I, she played Kim Jong Un on Thirty Rock and Kim Jong Il. Yeah, right. I played them both. Um, but my favorite job I was looking up today was on the Red Shoe Diaries. No way. Remember that show? I remember. When did you do that? It was like a softcore porn show for like cable TV in the nineties. It was in nineteen ninety three, so thirty years ago. And I forgot. And um, I want to watch it. I I just saw that it's on Tubi which is my favorite streaming service, so I have to go watch it when I get home. Were you Margaret Cho then, or were you just an actor? I was just an actor. I don't know. I was, I, was, I was still Margaret Cho. I was, a, you know, right. but I was a you weren't famous comedian, and I had not really done any acting yet. Yeah. So that was my first, one of my very first acting jobs. You didn't have the sitcom yet. No. Oh, wow. That didn't happen until a year later. But, so the, the, um, yes. They, before there was porn and the internet, we would watch Sk- uh, Cinemax or Skinemax, and there was a show called Red Shoe Diaries that was just like very soft core, right? And you would, yeah. And you could usually see no, no, no poop pubes, <laughs> no pubes, but lots of, um, I love pubes. I'm a huge pube guy. Yeah. No pubes. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like the type of like drown me with your pubes. Like, yeah, I do. I like it too. I like a bush all over my face. Like put your bush on. Yeah. Face. I like it too. And, so I'm like um, a huge pube guy, but n- and they're kind of rare, actually. There's not a lot pubes of pubes. Pretty, yeah, pubes are, it's more of like older women type, like cougar type of vibes. Yeah, when you see a pube. Yeah, like like pubes aren't like, like now nowadays I feel like pubes are kind of weird, but like. Yeah. That's why I go like for 60 plus. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, the, but you know so what? The thing about pubes that's just good is that it does protect you against some STDs, I think. It does. Yes. Is, does it? It's a physical barrier. Between um, you and somebody else, so you have anything like that, like a pube or or whatever. It's but it is it's a pretty like standard like good physical barrier for some things, not okay. everything, but some things. That, that's just a plus. Yeah, and it's just also a, a flavor so saver like. if you like to do that too. The what? A flavor saver if you like to do that too. I'm all about flavor, and <laughs> yeah. I love eating too. We like, can tell. I'm a big. I'm a <laughs> big eater about flavor. Yes. So good. Any, t- any, seriously, like any type of flavor. He just got a million free points at El Pollo Loco. <gasps> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. What do you get there when you go? Uh, I get the, um, I get the, uh, the Loco Bowl. Oh, okay. The lo- oh, I think it's called the Loco. It's called the Loco Bowl. And then I get the, uh, the three piece with mm-hmm. uh, two, two thighs and a leg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I usually go for like rice and beans. I've never had the chicken there. Really? Yeah, I only get the, um, my favorite items are seasonal. And uh, so it's just like, oh, the shrimp taco. And I don't, I don't get it that often because it's I'm always al- seasonal. I'm allergic to like 
shrimp and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Can, can we see Margaret as Kim Jong-un on the show, Jonah? I look exactly the same. I mean, it's basically me without makeup. Maybe in shorter hair, but I look the same to me. Yeah, that's, oh, that's actually, that was um, during the Golden Globes. And you got a lot of shit for this. Yes. They said, how dare you portray an Asian? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, because I was being Asian and I, I don't know what it is. I was culturally appropriating my own culture. <laughs> ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you fought back on it, right? You tweeted well, yeah. the next day. You said, as long as they're like gassing my people and stuff, I'm going to. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're actually, I mean, the, the humanity, the, the, the crimes against humanity in North Korea is like, it's just, you can't even imagine. So I can make stupid jokes like this. You've obviously never been there, right? I have been to North Korea once. Oh, you yeah. can go into, um, so when you go to the DMZ, the demilitarization zone, you can go through and kind of be in officially North Korea a little bit, yeah. but you can't stay there for more than a few minutes and they bring you back. So I've never actually been, but right. my family um, is Korean and predates the separation. Yeah. So there are family members there that we don't know if they're alive or dead. We, we're not sure. It's very oh, sad. No. And you grew up in San Francisco. Yes. Right. Yes. And your dad was a minister. My grandfather was a minister. Was a minister. And my dad owned a gay bookstore in San Francisco. So we have the best of both. You started doing shows there, right? You yeah. Stand up. They had a comedy club above the bookstore where you could purchase tomatoes at the front of the show and the desk, sort of the front desk, and then you can go back and throw them at the comedians. No way. So I never really got things thrown at me because I was so young. I was 14. So nobody threw anything at me, but a lot of comedians got really pummeled. Amazing. And, and you had a real tumultuous childhood that reminded me of like Richard Pryor's childhood almost. Kind of. Right? Well, I had a lot of like gross, like um, bullying and molestation and things like that. But I think that's also very much the time period. Yeah. And, you know, when you're gay, like you get a lot of shit. Yes. When you're a gay kid, you get a lot of shit. Yeah. I know my sister's gay. And, and, mm -hmm. and that was like, it was a tough, um, obviously not tough for me. I mean, obviously tougher for her, but growing up in that time was like, there was a time where it was just like, um, I, I was alive during that time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then sort mm -hmm. of the floodgates kind of opened up and it became more acceptable. But watching her go through that in high school, it was, it was rough. It's really hard. Yeah. So if you're 50, then you understand like that era was like the 80s and 70s were so homophobic for like just everybody. But especially if like you're a queer kid and other kids kind of really like can acknowledge that there's something different about you. They may not be able to know exactly what it is, but kids fear what's different. Yeah. So it's a very tough thing. Yeah. And you worked as a dominatrix and as a phone sex operator? I was a phone sex operator. That's what I played on <laughs> The Rich Diaries. Oh, you did? So I played a phone Just sex a operator. Just a coincidence that they cast you as that? Um, I've, I can't remember how I got that job. I, I don't know, but I, well, I remember how I got the phone sex job is- What's the money like at a phone sex job? It was pretty good because um, we we got upgraded from the, uh, the, the live phone sex where you have to talk to somebody until they nut, which takes- relatively little time if you if you know how to do You're it good yeah <laughs> but the goal is to keep them on the phone for a long time right so um it's it's like uh we got upgraded to doing the recorded phone sex where we were recorded messages where we were on uh like so just in a booth and yeah. so we were recording things and sometimes we would get paid double if we could write out the copy and then read it and then record it so we would get paid for like the content and okay. also the voice so yeah so you use your writing skill yeah so yeah. we would make like a hundred dollars a session which is a lot for like a few minutes in a booth yeah in the 80s uh, tons of money incredible tons of money so i was Especially making enough young, yeah kid. i was making enough money to live off of oh which was God. great but my other job was at the same time i was at the raggedy ann at the fao schwartz Oh no. So way. I was in the, the children's um sort of the doll section and I was not a salesperson, but I was there to entertain the kids sort of ostensibly while the parents were paying. And um then I would go and I would do my phone sex job. Lucia. And, and when did you have time to go to school? I dropped out of school when I was about sixteen. Really? So I didn't really 
think was, about any of that. Was that scary to drop out of school at that time? No, because I just didn't care about any of that. Like I really just wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. And so also having that phone tech job and the children's <laughs> toy store job, it allowed me to just focus on stand-up comedy. So I could just do that. Right, right. Johnny, have you ever called the phone sex line? I had a neighbor who lost his house to that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he, he would he would always be on the phone. Just uh, talk. Uh, calling phone sex lines and he, he just, he couldn't pay his mortgage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For like four or five months because he just kept jerking off to yeah. phone sex lines. Yeah, it's an addiction. And it, it was, it was like, all around town, like we all knew, like Jim really? lost his house to phone sex line. Yeah, it's so hard. I, I personally never explored it. Maybe I did one time. <laughs> I might have, like my cousins. We were in, we were doing a circle jerk. This is a real story. We were in a car, in the car doing a smoking, circle jerk. We were smoking weed, and we um we called a phone sex line. Like on a speaker. Yeah, mm. and we were just all jerking off was in the Margaret? car. I don't know if it was Margaret. <laughs> I don't it might have been. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, well, there's a lot of the aspects of that story I have questions about. Now, if you're going to do it in a circle, how do you do that? Is it, there's four people in the car. I was in the passenger seat. Okay. So um, I thought you had to be in a, I didn't realize that circle jerks were actually real. No, they're real. Me and, like, I grew up um, with my friends. <laughs> Going and in a circle. Yeah, we're we're all we're all straight dudes, but we would all we would all like close our eyes and jerk each other off. Oh, so it's like um, it's like hands a tug across and pull type America. Of thing, but you're also you're all you know your boys are also doing the same thing to you. So you know it's not like you don't do it and you're like okay cool like you know as you, long as you get a nut on it's it's all good. So where but, would you point the nut? wherever like you can like put put it in a cup or like you can even like when you're about a night you can, you can hold you can hold it i go oh, dude i'm about to i'm about to come so you can grab it right right before from your friend's hand and then you kind of nut in your own hand oh so you're just you're but yeah we'd, we'd, have, we'd have a good time because i mean we're, it, it was a dry season like none of us well what about nutting on an i heard that you would nut on an apple and then somebody would eat the apple oh yeah, yeah that- cracker <laughs> yeah. I've never done yeah. that, but I would personally. I never liked. I always got really weirded out by like any kind of, I don't know, semen eating. Yes, yeah, semen eating or like any kind of group sex or any kind of. Mm. It was like very like it felt like a weird line to cross. Like because then you would have to look at them the next day. No, I no. I, I was okay with it because <laughs> you, you, you ditched them. You never me and my to them me again? and my friends like we first first time we jerked off was to Reno nine one one. I was oh, on really? that. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Inter- interesting choice of <laughs> yeah, material. Cause, cause, I did. I've ooh, never. My, huh? Ooh, which, man, which man. character? Nick uh, Swartzen. It was the. It was the blonde girl. Yes. Oh, Wendy. Yeah. Wendy. Yeah. Wendy, yeah. Wendy McCovney. Yeah. She's yeah. She's great. She's wonderful. So we pause. So, uh, we pause. And uh, <laughs> sorry, Wendy. <laughs> we all we all started jerking off, <laughs> and we're in a group because my mom had just left the house. We're in a group, so we we pretty much. Just jerked off. Oh, good, good. And then uh, I remember I told my friend, "I'm like, dude, something came out of, came out of my penis." I had no oh. idea what it was. Oh, oh. I had no clue because I, I I knew I knew the idea of 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 um of jerking off, but I never had done it. Uh huh. Uh huh. None of my friends had, so we decided we're like, dude, fuck it, like let's run it, put on some, <laughs> like, and then put on Reno nine one one, and. Uh, Let's run it. Yeah, like, let's run it. And I let's showed my friend like right after I opened my palm, and I'm like the webbing between the finger. Like wow, like it's very. So it was pretty like it was pretty badass. Yeah, you use really never seen that. You use really like hardcore bro sayings at the worst at the wrong times. <laughs> let's run it. You say that when you're playing basketball. And the, the, the other day we were pulling into a Pollo Loco, and he goes, "Let's do it full send." <laughs> Which, you know, you got to be jumping out of an airplane to say full send. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe bungee jumping. Yeah. N- not eating, you know. Um, I love it. Yeah, but. Chicken special. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's get back to Mark. Margaret, thank you so much for putting up with him. It's I'm really enjoying nice. it. You're actually, you're, actually, you're actually in good company, Jonah, because her comedy is 
really out there like that. So you, it's crazy what you talk about. And I think it's yeah. so, I mean. Thank you. You, you talk fun. about having a big bush, right? Yeah, I've trimmed it back because it's really graying now. So it's <laughs> kind of like super wiry. But um, gets me going. yeah, I really had to trim it back. I, I But it's going down my legs. Like it's it super, is. when you get older, like the hair grows in really weird yes. patterns and areas. Fuck. And it's growing down my legs. And I'm like, this is like all. Like, well, why don't what? you shave some of it? Well, I'm shaving quite a lot of it, but then um, I'd always forget the back because I yeah. just don't, I shave it myself. I don't ever go anywhere to do it. So I always like have a mullet. <laughs> Dude, if I, like, I'm in such awe. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, did you notice he has, he does have a face tattoo, but it's not real. It's, it's not real. Video. Cute. Yeah. So for two weeks now, I look like an idiot. What does it say? It says no regrets. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's just, um, smeared a little bit because it's, it's been there for a while. It looks good. Yeah. No, I, I'm trying to get, oh, I really am. I don't like it. Oh yeah. Cause I, I feel like I'm getting judged. Oh, well. I went to Starbucks and they fucked up my order because of the face tattoo. Really? <laughs> yeah. They didn't, no, they, they didn't. Were they intimidated? I don't know what it was, but they, I got a, a blonde roast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave me something. They gave me an espresso. Uh, well, um, I think that people are less judgmental about facial tattoos in general now. Less? I think so. Because yeah. so many people have them. So, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, what's going Jess. on? Not a just. What are you she mad She probably about? hates your shoes. Why? What? Yeah, it's Lucia. You want to let her attack? This is really, this is really unusual. She never misbehaves like this. Guys, is got the gardener here again? Oh, is it, oh, I think. Wait. Why is the gardener back? Oh, it's another gardener. She'll be, she'll be okay. She'll she's she's mad. Stop. She's it's okay. Okay, See, she's, so, so then you get. She looks like she owns a Harley Davidson. Yeah, she's acting like that because she's wearing this like badass leather vest with like barbed wire. Yeah, maybe the maybe the outfit is. It's the her outfit is making her have attitude. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe you got to dress dress her differently. So bad. Does she have a motorcycle or no? That would be cute, like a really little one. Like I could put one, make one. Oh, maybe she could ride the Roomba. Hey, hey. The Roomba. Stop. It's okay. So then someone sees your act and gives you a sitcom. Yes. And, um, you know, they were all developing co like comedy shows from comedy people like Brett Butler had a big show. Of Brett course, Butler. Roseanne. Yeah. Of course, Tim Allen. Yep. So everybody was looking to comedians to sort of be the future of like what television was going to be. And then what, how was that experience? Because I read that it was not great. It was hard because they uh, told me that I was too fat to play myself, which was like really like Jesus. disheartening. So then I like tried to lose you? a bunch of weight. I was 24. 24. So you're young. That's young. I was super young and I just didn't know what I was doing in television. And I, I didn't realize that it was my show. I kind of thought I was, I was working for somebody. Yeah. But when I look back, I'm like, oh, it was actually my show. I could have done whatever I wanted, but right. I didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know. I didn't know. But it's okay. And they told you you weren't Asian enough and too Asian. I was too Asian, not Asian enough, uh, too fat. It was weird. <laughs> so I just sort of like, I got super confused. If you had the show to do now, do you think that it would have gone differently? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because television is different too. Television is, hey, 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 hey. Oh my God. Lucia, what's wrong? You wanna sit, you wanna come sit with me? Why is she mad? She doesn't want to talk about the nineties. She has a lot of like strong feelings about the nineties and she gets really upset. I watched a clip of you this morning doing your mom. And oh yes. I, and I've seen you do your mom before. Yes. But I've never seen just such an embodiment of anything. Oh good. Like it's just <laughs> That's good. Un believable. Thank you. And it's so funny. Thank you. Have you ever felt like because I, I was just watching um, Chappelle the other day. I was watching his special from 2017, and he was talking about, you know, why he left because the jokes started to feel like um, people were laughing in the wrong spots. Oh, Have uh -huh. you ever felt like that? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't really know. Like, I can't really tell. 
Yeah. You know, for me, like doing an impression of my mom is just really, cause she, she's even so to me, she's really funny. Yeah. So like I enjoy her and like, I have to talk to her every time I talk to her now, like I have to see her on FaceTime cause she can't hear. Okay. So she's like, Ooh. <laughs> like she's like, now like she's got so, so many things with her hearing so she makes this weird whine Ooh. like and i don't think she knows she's making the sound and Ooh. and she like loves like she's making the sound she can't no, just like my deaf cat yeah. making the sound so she's deaf and you're on FaceTime with her. Oh. <laughs> and um, it's very, uh, to me, it's really, it's really great. Like, I think it's really funny because she's adapted yeah. to all of these things like the technology and America and still has that really thick accent, even though she's been here for far longer than she was ever in Korea. Right. Oh, my God. So interesting. My, parents. Mm. my mom has been here for fucking since 92. Wow. Yeah, and she still has the thickest They're Armenian accent in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's just BMWs and cigarette buds of an accent. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But it reminds me of my parents. Yeah. It's very, Korean and Armenian is very similar. It's yeah. very like. Is it? There's a lot of uh, love affairs also between um, the Korean and Armenian community. Yeah. Lots of, lots of love, like tragic, like Romeo and Julius, Juliet style love affairs. Really? Yeah. Especially in Glendale. It's like the Glendale sort of Shakespearean side of. Right, right. Forbidden love. Because they're yeah. very, you know, intense, fiery cultures. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, culturally, it's like very, it's, it's very, very culturally, even like family values beautiful. and all that. Lots like, of old, like kind of a lot of patriarchy, lots of very sort of toxic masculinity combined with very um, like intense values. And then uh, there's, yeah, it, it all plays out at the Americana. It's really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's really beautiful. I'm going out on tour. Yes. I'm going to do 18 shows. I love it. Super nervous. Why are you nervous? Um, because I, because I haven't done it in a couple of years yeah. and, and I don't know, I don't have that much material. It, it g grows though. You know, it's like, once you get out there, it's like riding a bike. How do you do it? How do you, what, what's your process now when you get up on stage? Do you know exactly what you're going to say? Pretty much. You like do. it's cause I, you I never, shows. you write like a show every year, right? Yeah, Almost not every year, years. but like kind of, I try. You've written so many though. Yeah, I try to like just keep writing though and keep on going. And then some things that like you can come back to and then finish ideas that I have like jokes that I've been working on for like decades, yeah. but I keep on thinking of different ways of telling them. So then it works out as like new material. What's an example? What's an example of so, something you're working on for um, a decade? Like uh, this is a joke. Like I, people, people always want to pee on me. <laughs> and it's like super like a normal thing so what? um this man wanted to pee on my head and it was warm and then it got cold real fast and <laughs> then it got in my mouth and it was really salty that's pretty fucking it was really like kiko man salty so that like and i'm like that's too salty because i have high blood pressure so i need the kind with the green top so then that joke has become like about melania you know how Melania has that weird expression on her face and she's always like kind of like squinting and it's yeah. because I think that Donald Trump has urinated on her face so many times that it's just because it burns. <laughs> and so those parts of the joke, like if you, you could take parts of jokes and then keep putting them together and then it becomes something else over time. So those two jokes got married uh -huh. in an unholy ceremony right, at the, right. the Western on that, no, the, the Starbucks on Western. It's a very, like, you just have to work on little parts of jokes. So little parts of right. these jokes. Do you ever write the punchline first and then write the whole joke after? Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. You've done that before. I've done that before. And then also sometimes I'll do jokes that I have no idea why it's funny, but it is. Or I, I, I sometimes really, am, like, I find things very mysterious. Like, why does this work? But I guess it does. Right. And you you could stay in character. I saw you do like 20 minutes as your mom. Yeah. And you, could, you could do that for. I could do that for. Well, I, I have like done that for whole shows. and For a whole show. Yeah. I can do that too. Like as a. Because it's basically the voice of my Asian-ness. So it's like the voice of this other kind of entity coming through of like somebody who's an immigrant. Somebody who is like looking at this country as this very like new place and a kind of a baffling place. So that's where. 
I think that character can really shine. Sorry, it's my son. <laughs> Off topic, you're into the pee stuff? <laughs> you know, I find it... I, you know, when people always want to pee on me, but then I'm like, not sure what's sexy about it. Like I can get with the, with the kink. I can understand how things are interesting, but something about peeing, like it's very appealing to a lot of people and I cannot figure out what the kink is. Like I can't, I can't approach it with a, I can't find it sexy, but I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not opposed to it. I don't think it's gross. I just think to me, it's, it's confusing because I'm like, well, what about it is sexual? Just because the urinary mechanism and this sexual thing is so, to me, it's very far apart. Yeah. One experience I've had, I've, uh, I've, I've like laid, I've laid down and a girl has. Peed on your chest? No, no, like. Pooped on my chest. Oh, pooped. And I was, that's like one thing that kind of, and I've only done it once. Can you start the story again? My son is, was texting me. <laughs> what did you say? One thing I, like I've done that yeah. was like f- fucking awesome. Yeah. I had a girl poop on my chest. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Shut up. And it was the most fucking coolest thing. <laughs> and that, that's like one thing that really got me going. I've only done it once. And how was it? Was it big? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was a little surprising, but Margaret doesn't believe you. No. I don't know. Like, I think, um, yeah, like peeing. Is it weird? Is that it's weird? not weird. It's not weird. It's a normal. I mean, it's normal. It's normal. It's like you know, we uh, have a fascination with sexuality, and then sometimes it blurs into things like pee and poo because it's it's supposed to be like uh, hot, forbidden. Yeah, anything that is like forbidden is sort of exciting about the problem with pooing is like the cleanup after. Okay. That to me, cause I already get mad about cleaning the, the cat box. So yeah, yeah. something like that <laughs> would be a lot. Human shit is some, there's something about human shit that is really deeply affecting. It's unbelievable. Two girls, one cup is, Oh God. Yeah. You know, it, it was around for like a year and I'd heard about it and I asked my friend, I said, what is it? And they go, it's a, you know, it's a girl pooping in another one's mouth and blah, 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 blah. It's the, the poop coming out. And I was like, I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to look at it. And then one day I broke down and I looked. Yeah. And I never forgot it. Because it's so. Uh, that was one of the best. Trans- oh, really? You like <laughs> transgressive. You like it? Yeah. It's transgressive. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think it's fucking. But think about how it smelled, though. Like, that's to me, like, because poo is okay. Yeah. The thing is that with poo, we don't connect with poo because it's always underwater. Yeah. So we never really fully, really connect with our poo. And the, the thing about it is when your poo is somehow like m- manipulated somehow, like smashed or whatever, it smells so much worse. Yeah. But I mean, there's some guys that are into that. Yeah. Like me I, being I, one I of them. I want to smash the, fu- the <laughs> fucking piece of poo. Yeah. So I can. Smell and get uh, into like, it. You know. That's cool. Take it in. I mean, you know, but the peeing, I just, I appreciate people wanting it. And like, I just, I don't really get what the sexy part is, but I'll do it. Yeah. What's the wildest thing someone's asked you to do? Um, what's the wildest thing? Mine's pretty boring. I'm trying to think if I have one. Mine says I just role play probably. Probably. That's it. Um, I feel like you're the type of dude like it's like do you, you're like a you're not weirdy you're not like kinky and shit not 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 like no not not too kinky no no but but you know into like I'm into like a little role play okay that's yeah, cool I'm that's really that. fun I um, like that you just like I don't know do you like do dress up stuff and sometimes they'll pretend Naveen works for me what's up <laughs> in the morgue you said <laughs> she pretends she works for me. Okay, that's nice. I mean, it's cute. It's like Like uh, a hot secretary. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very classic (laughs) sexual fantasy. Um, The weirdest thing. This is fucking weird. This guy who I really liked him. He was really nice. He uh, would he stole a veterinary surgical machine that would um, remove like a vacuum that would remove fluids during surgery, like bodily fluids for, for animals. So he got one of those and he attached a suction cup thing so that he could um, 
suction cup his penis and testicles <laughs> to, uh, and he would have it on there wow. for 10 to 12 hours at a time to the point where his scrotum was enlarged to the size of a basketball. And then he would just um, be so high off of this sensation of enlarging his scrotum in that manner that, and it wouldn't go down for probably like 72 hours or something. And um, he would go to these sex parties and kind of show it off. And it was so weird, but he's such a nice man, <laughs> uh, very wealthy, um, handsome, older. He's probably 72 or something. Uh, he's probably dead now. This was in the turn of the century. So it was like 2001 balls or something. So big, he died. Well, they probably just, he he's just <laughs> passed away from but giant it, balls. It was like a, he was had a globe <laughs> in his lap. And, and he would um, show it off at a sex party. He'd yeah. walk around. And people were like not into it because it was just yeah. so weird. What if he had like errands to run? I mean, he probably, I don't know. He was an attorney. He was a very <laughs> interesting import. man. Very interesting. Giant balls. Giant balls, man. But um, it was so big. And uh, so this is a kind of club, too, where you would get in like a latex bed and they would suck all of the, they would vacuum seal you in it. So they would suck all of the spare like air around you. So you just be oh. vacuum sealed into uh, a latex bed. And then I remember this guy ejaculated when he was in the sucked in the bed so it was almost like um you were going to sous vide the whole thing like he was making his own sauce <laughs> okay like it was like a pat of butter next to um his big bodily meat it was very interesting just to see the the semen in there and that these sex parties that you, you would go to you'd see the same people every week or every yeah month? every uh i've got been to a whole bunch of different ones and over time, you would see um, same people like over many years. Yeah, I don't go to them anymore. Do, but are um, people masked? No, it's no. not like eyes wide shut or anything. No. It's just it's just dumb people from the valley. But it's just like, <laughs> one time I saw this guy from a sex party. He, um, he was like this bondage master, and he uh, it was so funny because he was um, the guy that bolts uh he does a lot of work with foundations and houses to yeah. figure out how to uh make them safe for earthquake he's he's sort of like the big earthquake safety guy and he he binds buildings to the foundation yeah and he's like a huge like mass bondage master but i went uh, to this thing where i was trying to like get like consultation for we have this building that i had to like <laughs> make it like up to code and then he came out i'm like oh it's you of course it's you greg. like first he's like binding all yeah, these like greg girls at this party you. and now he's binding all these buildings to you? the side of the hill it's really great you, you remember probably, you yeah yeah so we were laughing so That's you should hilarious. probably have him come out and look at your property because you have a lot of he's a fucking freak but he's a professional <laughs> it's a he's good at his job it's really yeah. incredible I so yeah i doing shit like that when i'm like like way older like when I'm in like my 60s, probably. Go to sex parties? No, not like, yeah, maybe, probably. It's fun. Margaret, have you ever been to a nudist colony? No. Or a nude beach? I've run into I've been one. To a, I've been to a nude beach. Um, nothing, right? It's nothing, it's fine. It's I, That's that to me, I, but I don't really like to go out in the sun, so it's not that exciting to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm sensitive to the sun, too. I don't yeah, like I don't it. like to be out in the sun, so why would a nude beach just like... Oh, year. really? Yeah, cut it all out. Oh, good, good. You got to get... I hope. Well, I had a, a punch biopsy on my face, so you did. Yeah, we got to get we got to get ahead of it. Hey, you tell. I wanted to ask you about this. You've been in a polyamorous relationship. Yes. How's that? Because I, I loved some, it. That's something that I, I don't know. I don't know I how you could it. do that. Isn't that, isn't that double the problems? Yes. It is right, but it's worth it. It is. If you can if you can manage the problems, it's worth it. I don't have the bandwidth to do that now. But um, it was worth it at the time. Why was it worth it? Because it, it really led me to have a sense of understanding about the people that I was in relationship with and gave them space to have a good time and then have the trust that they would come back to me. Yeah. And that's really great. So um, also sometimes like one person can't fulfill all the things that we need in a romantic relationship. Right. So I, I was like honoring that. But at the, at the end... Um, what broke it up wasn't jealousy or anything. It was drugs and alcohol. Oh. So, you know, that was a big problem because polyamory 
in my mind, for me, really led to drinking and using drugs. Uh-huh. Because anything that's like transgressive in like a sex club or whatever, for me, you need the element of getting high on top of it because I need all of the, I can't have just pieces of it. Like I have to be high when I engage in anything like that. Uh-huh. And so now being sober, it's just awkward. It's weird. Yes, yes. You can't really go to a sex club. I can't. People do it. Yeah. People do it. How like, long have you been I sober? don't want to. Seven years. Seven years. Mm-hmm. And how's that? Great. It, you're good. Yeah. That's great. I love it. What was your drug of choice? Well, um, everything. Yeah. Uh, but if if I had to uh, really get specific, it's um, opiates. Yes. And very specifically, Roxy 30s. I don't know what that is. It's the blue uh, ones that are, they're all pressed with fentanyl now, so you couldn't do them but oh. back in the past before it wasn't it, they were great it's just like a just a high just an opioid high it's not it's a lifestyle uh, it's like a it's, it's like a, a get up in the morning kind of thing it's a way of like it's, yeah. it's it's don't go to ever go to sleep or don't ever wake up kind of thing it's like you know to me i don't like to um go back and do any of that anymore because it's just like i can't i can't handle it because no. I, I just take it too far yeah yeah I, I can't even have a drink at night we were no. out last night. I was like, I'm not going to have a drink. No, it's not yeah. good. Um, I always felt like I was going to like, because I'm like, okay, it's either food or drugs mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. right? Because um, if I'm if I'm having like a mean meal mm-hmm. and I do opiates on top of it, mm-hmm. it's like a heart attack for sure. But if it's, <laughs> it's like, if so I got to either choose, I'm like, okay, do I eat a bunch of food? which will give me a heart attack eventually, or do I do drugs? Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, fuck it. Like, let me eat. Yeah. Yeah. If I do it together, it'd be kind of weird. Well, if you do it together, it's just like you kind of don't enjoy it as much. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, food is kind of a drug into itself. So. Yeah. And opiates, I'm never hungry on them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're never hungry on opiates for weight loss. It's not. It's not the best. I'm well, I'm not gonna do. It. I don't. I don't like drugs. I'm not the big drug guy. The problem with opiates is that you never shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like you, I was like so constipated for all the time that I was high. You, uh, you gotta eat um um prunes. Yeah, prunes. they they really blow you out. Yeah, it kind of empties out your bowels. When, when the polyamorous relationship ends and one person goes, does the do the two people still stay together? Or does everybody just? disperse no well our polyamorous relationship was just like i me and my husband and then we had different people come in oh i see so it wasn't like a I, solid like so you always had the thruple. foundation of your yeah. husband yeah we didn't have like a, a thruple going I'll, i've never really had that where it's just like the thruple for, throughout yeah um but yeah i don't know if i i would revisit anything like that yeah and you never wanted to have kids or anything no didn't want to do it. no yeah. no it's just too um, I don't know. I just never, never felt it, but I have a lot of animals, which is enough. Yeah, that's plenty. Lucci is quiet now. She yeah, had to like say a lot of things before, but now she's cool. Yeah. Her name is Gucci? Lucia. 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 I thought Gucci was like the, like a long. Guccia is cute. Guccia. Yeah. yeah. Guccia. Like Gucci. Guccia. It's cute. Um, how is the movie? I, I haven't seen it yet, but Fire Island, you're in that. Oh, yeah, so fun. Yeah. I love Bowen. I, Yang. I love Bowen. Did he write it? No, uh, Joel Kim Booster wrote it. Oh, okay. He's wonderful, and they're they're the best, and I'm hoping that they'll do a sequel or a prequel. So we'll make it again or make more. Really but yeah, fun. I love them. It's really fun. Yeah. Really, really sweet guys. Jonah, do you have any? You should ask Margaret questions about comedy. Um, She's a master. <laughs> can is there any is there any hope for Jason and I? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're doing it. We've struggled with comedy our whole life. I mean, Jason's been struggling since the 1800s. Like he's been yeah, fucking. This guy's been. Well, who he's who are, up with Benjamin Franklin? He's opened. That's up. good. That's good. Yeah, Founding fathers. American legends. What do you, What do you want to do as a comedian? Like, who do you like as a comedian? Like, who's your favorite? Um, I like Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. and. And then I watch all the, um, I love Melissa McCarthy. I love uh, Bill Burr. I love, uh, I, I watch them all actually. I would love to do a show like that. I watched Neil Brennan's show the other day. Blocks. Yeah, I love Neil. Yeah. Really great. 
Um, I'd love to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Tell a story or whatever. Like, well, I think then it's like a matter of like spending some time and going out and talk, just telling that story to an audience without expectations for yourself yeah. and then having the humor come out of that. So it's like the thing about stand-up comedy is like a trial and error process. So you can go and go out and do something and like kind of put together just ideas. They don't have to be jokes necessarily, but just ideas of like the points of what happened in your story. Yeah. And then tell it and then go back and listen and sort of like listen for reactions of the audience, but also like how you feel while you're telling it. And then you can put together a solid show from that. Did you go to school with Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell was my first comedy partner and we had a comedy duo and you can see uh, like a little bit of our stuff. I think it's on YouTube, but we uh, did shows together and he moved to New York and of course pursued an amazing yeah. career as an actor and i stayed with comedy wow yeah if i show you some of the premises <laughs> yes i'm not even kidding do it do it do it i, I know but like show her a promise i get so nervous to keep like i don't know how to like expand the joke like i because it's fucking funny ideas but like i don't know like, are these stand-up jokes or videos like my foreign parents keep reminding me that they had two kids by the time they were my age I just think that was a bad financial decision. You know, it was, it was hard growing up. Uh, well, no, it's like stuff like that. Or like, man, it's weird growing up with foreign parents, especially as a man. You have to be tough no matter the situation. <laughs> like I sat my dad down the other day and I said, um, dad, I'm heartbroken. My girl cheated on me. But like, how do I expand to that? Like, how do well, I- like what would he what would he say? Like the joke there is like, what's his response to this? Like, how is he telling you to be more of the man that he is like that? The, the humor is kind of like the the um, difference between your responses of yeah. what a man is. Yeah. Like, so there's so many things in between the lines there. So the main joke is the difference between you and your family and your parents and where they come from. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially with foreign parents, it's like, yeah. man up. Yeah. Be a bitch about it. Right. But like, how do I find a way to... It's getting specific. The, yeah. The details. Getting specific. Like details of like some memories. So be my dad's response. Yeah. What would be your dad's response and how would he say it and like the way that he's talking about it? You said it so well on a podcast this morning. You said something like, funny is not what we think is funny, but uh, the unexpected way. It is. We get there, right? Yeah. Well, funny is like the uh, unexpected thought. So it's the unexpected memory. What's the unexpected thought? What's the unexpected response? Like your father's response is the unexpected response. And that's what humor is based on. What do you think would be the unexpected response? Well, I wouldn't know because I didn't, I didn't grow up with him. Emmy award winning writer and producer. Please write my material. So that, uh, like the class, like one of the jokes from my, comedy is like the classic was when I was telling my parents that I was telling my mom that I wanted to be com- a comedian. So <laughs> I told her I wanted to be a comedian when I was 14 and she said, Oh, maybe it's better if you just die. <laughs> so that's like a classic unexpected response kind of moment. Right. Right. So that's an old joke, but do you still tell that joke? Cause it's so funny. Well, it's, if I, I put it, I'll put it in and like as a way to set up another joke. I see. So sometimes you can have these old jokes that you have that are like kind of a perfect example of, oh, let's use this as a detail, something else as opposed to like a punchline. Yeah, yeah, a little springboard. Yeah, it's good. Wow. That's a good joke. I wrote a joke the other day. Yes. uh, I really want to fucking do some openings for you, man. I just... Oh, come and do it. Materials down, dude. June 4th, Oxnard. Um, That was a joke I wrote the other day. Oh, I wrote a... I read it... (laughs) Which he doesn't want to hear. <laughs> the crowd. Shut I'm getting the fuck heckled. Up, Jason. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, I, I ran into my high school bully the other day. I went and saw my dad or something like that. <laughs> Does that work? Wait, what did you say? Wait, I don't. Wait, I, I didn't. Did you, are you having a stroke? What the <laughs> fuck my, was that? I saw my, I saw my high school bully the other day. I went over to my dad's house. Oh. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that works. Yeah. But then you have to have details of like, what does that mean? And well, how is he a bully? He's like, a bully. Yes. Like, how is he a bully? Margaret, we're not posting this podcast. We just wanted advice from you. Yeah. You can have all the advice Do you, you want. Do you want to come to my birthday party tomorrow? Sure. Margaret, you're so cool. Thank you. You're cool. 
No, you're she, Jonah. She's like really cool. It, the she, way that she can sit here and talk about literally anything. Yeah, and she doesn't get like. I know. I, I thought about that because I'm like, oh, because I'm, I'm sitting here because this we're trying. He's he's auditioning today. And I was like, oh, no, I hope, I hope Margaret Cho likes Jonah. Oh, <laughs> dude, sometimes I'll say jo- like I'll say I'll be weird and say jokes to people like I'll be at a fucking party and like I'll say a joke that'll fly over like a drunk girl's head. And like, I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm so weird, you know, like, God damn it. And like, there's people like I've, I, I, I have you ever, has it ever happened? Like you say like jokes and you're like fucking around and stuff and people sure. just flies over people's heads. Oh, yeah. Sure. Then, yeah. All then, the time. Like, like, but like with her, she's she's like, OK, to fuck around. So it's yeah. like cool to like. Yeah, she's so nice. Oh, you guys are nice. It's like our, it's like our you guys Jonah, are what'd nice. You think of huh? <laughs> what'd you think of Margaret? What? What'd you think of Margaret? What do you mean? I said that we're talking about her like she's not here. Oh, yeah, 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 right? Seriously. <laughs> she was so cool. Yeah, yeah, dude. She was fucking awesome. <laughs> What's, you have a, you have lady advice for him? How to get a woman yeah. or a man or whatever? Yeah. I'm bad at it. Why are you bad at it? I have bad social skills unless it's like, like when we're doing recording and doing bits and doing all this shit, I'm okay. But as soon as I start talking to a human, mm-hmm. I, 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 um, fold. Oh, yeah. Why? I, I don't know. I have like, I, I, fuck, man. I think I have like a mix between like Asperger's and autism and all this other bullshit. Like, I don't know what's wrong with my brain. Like, mm. like I said, when we're fucking around, it's fun and cool. But yeah. like another human, I, I, I don't know. It's yeah, like weird. you do really good with with girls. I don't think you're actually interested in dating them, though. You're just like to flirt. Yeah, I think but- that's the problem. I think there's no end game. There's no actual end game for you. Whereas me, like I really wanted to meet somebody and I did. But for you, you're like, you don't want a girlfriend because you think it'll, he thinks a girlfriend's going to like ruin his uh, career and his business and his focus. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't Margaret? think so. I mean, I don't know. It depends. It depends on what you want. I mean, I think relationships aren't all that. As we get older, right. it's sort of like really boring to Thank have you. to like deal with Ooh. that kind of stuff. But Hot if you want to have a girlfriend, I think you would have no trouble getting one. Um, I, I, I can't. I, my brain is weird with like, <laughs> when I like really, like I said this last time, like when I really like someone, I can, mm-hmm. I, it'll fucking, it'll fuck me up. Yeah. I, I'm, I have an obsessive, like with even... Like, for example, like when I'm trying to do a, like a video, for example, like I, I'll obsess about it. And then it's the same. Like if, if like I, we get into the a weird argument, I won't stop thinking about it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, damn, what is she doing now? Like she's she doesn't like me anymore. I fucked mm-hmm. up. I did this. Like we're it's not going to work out. We're going to break yeah. up. This is going to happen. That's going to. So it's always like, I don't know. It's very normal. Can't handle it. But it, everybody's like that. Really? Everybody, everybody gets insecure and scared like that in yeah. relationships. It's that's a very normal thing. I had a fight this morning, and I'm, that's all I'm thinking about. It was with me exactly. Again. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish I could. I wish I could have like the right reactions to things all the time. Right. Like, I don't. You know, I get tired, or I'm like, I don't want to do that. Or you almost beat the shit out of me in Dubai <laughs> on a camel. You almost pulled me off a camel and beat me up. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Camels are really hot. Uh, Tell Margaret. They're really high up, dude. Uh, tell Margaret, Jason. Tell Mark. He, he, they were trying to get him on this camel for this TV show. <laughs> yeah. And he would take every time he, it happened a few times, they wanted him on this camel for the shot. And he would take like 40 minutes to get on the camel. Uh-huh. So it's either like get on the camel or don't. Yeah. But we're all standing there and I got really, I got frustrated. Tell him how it's big the camel was. Tell they're him big. They're, they're as big as. They're big. Yeah. yeah as big as the it's ceiling. Kinda like, it's kind of like. His head would be on the oh, through the ceiling. Through the ceiling. It's the very camel. big. Yeah. They're yeah. scary. Yeah. But so the camel gets down. The camel The camel gets down on the Right. But as soon as yeah. you're up, you're. You're, you're really high you're, up. You're, 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 you you're are on like up. the second floor. Yeah. <laughs> with And that's with no harness, nothing. So <laughs> It's it, scary. Yeah. It's not like, oh, cool. Just hop on uh, no a fun. camel. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Hop on a camel. But he's also going to lift up. <laughs> Too much. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot going on. Yeah. A lot going on. Yeah. Do you have any good advice you could give us? Uh, don't be afraid. And yeah. don't, don't, but don't also don't let your fears um, dictate what the next step is. And so you should definitely get out there and do stand up, do shows and talk about YouTube. Yeah. Talk about all that stuff. There's a good show in there. Yeah. And, and, and an exciting show for your fans because they want to see that history of. Yeah. 
So that's important. That could be cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Jonah, anything else for Margaret? Um, you got her here. This is probably the last time you'll ever see her. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, have, I have no questions, dude. You want to go on a date? Yeah, yeah. Are, are you into, like, batter dudes? Like, yeah, sure. Like, 28-ish? Well... I um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Um, yeah, let's do it. We'll we'll figure it out. Okay, cool. Okay. Hell yeah. Maybe when the seasonal items at, at El Pollo Loco come back in. Oh, fire! I got all that. Like, I I have a El Pollo Loco connect. Sounds good. All right. I at. can't believe you were on time today, dude. I that know. was impressive. I, really? This was the big test. It was like if he was late for Margaret Cho, oh. then yeah. you know, listen, we can't work. We can't work with people like that. <laughs> Because he's been up to like seven or eight hours late before. Wow. For things, yeah. No, That's... I haven't. Two, all right. Not two, the new me. Two. Not the new me. Is there a new you? No. Is, the, is this a new you? Because I, I was sensing a new you. Really? Yeah. Cause, the cause... new me is like one book a week. I, I, I got to make sure I'm on top of the videos posting twice a week. Yeah. It's trying such, to, you know, I, so, I got to fix my life, dude. It's so tough when they're young too, Margaret. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these guys that I hang out with, you're, you're 28. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially for a guy, mm-hmm. you know, they're morons. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got to turn like, I was, I was a moron when I was 28 too. You know, like. I think we I, all are, yeah. just not. Yeah. Not totally there. There's yeah. a lot of development that needs to It takes to a while. Yeah. So what would you say, Margaret? Would you keep Jonah or get rid of him? I say keep him. Really? Yeah. Jonah's doing great. Wow. A vote from a comedy legend. Yes. That's fucking, yeah. Was it the Bush comments and stuff? Yes. <laughs> it was? Yes. Okay. That's good. Hell yeah. <laughs> Call back. All right. Uh, go see go see Margaret live. Go to margaretcho.com. Go check out all her dates. Um Go to YouTube and watch her clips because I watched them all morning and they're hilarious and thank really you. fantastic. And thank you for thank coming. You. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Okay. Bye, Margaret. Bye. Bye, Jonah. Bye, guys. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.